You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts here with my friend and fellow master instructor, regional master instructor, Mr. Ken Miller. Ken, how are you today? I'm awesome, Wendy. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? You know, just living a dream. Another beautiful day here. (laughs) And uh, I think with with this episode and I'm I I think it's 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 very time. There's no bad time to talk about progress, especially with progress in your fitness planning. So, Wendy, I know, you know, you and I kind of bat around ideas every now and then. Okay, what are we going to talk about now? What are we going to talk about next? But one of the things that we never fall short of talking about, especially with clients, you have clients, I have clients is is you know as the title says here getting primed for fitness progress what do we need to do tomorrow what do we need to do next month the month after because everybody wants to know what are we doing today mm-hmm. right but nobody ever thinks about how are we going to keep the progress going once the progress starts happening so that's that's a conversation i'm sure you have as much as i have with with our clients Well, and I think it's interesting because, you know, we focus so much about getting people started. It's all about taking the first step in your journey. And it's always about understanding that you have to have a goal. What are you trying to achieve? And that is extremely important, especially when you're dealing with programs and exercise selection and all that. However, you know, I've heard a couple of people that have come to me and said, I feel like they're friends of mine. You know, I feel like I'm doing the same thing every day. I, you know, I go to the gym five days a week. I'm doing, you know, legs and back and buys and tries. And they, they tell me all of the stuff that they're doing, which sounds phenomenal until when I ask them, what are the exercises that they're doing? And they're like, oh, this is, this is what I'm doing. And they, they name five or six different things. That's the same thing they do every day. Right. So there's no change in acute variables, which just means speed, tempo, you know, like machines or dumbbells or, you know, different things. And, and you have to change it up. And I think that's that's the biggest thing. Like you said, we, we talk about now, but what about in the future? <laughs> right. And and I think part of it is is it needs to be considered because um, what's the first thing to happen when you put in all this time, energy and effort and you don't get anything back? Right. You're discouraged. You're disappointed. And it's like then you start asking the question, well, what am I doing all this for? I haven't lost any more fat. I haven't put on any more muscle. I haven't gotten any stronger yet. I'm in the gym three, four, five days a week. So when we talk about keeping progress happening, right? Making sure that the momentum that it took for you to get started, you know, you got to break inertia, right? You got to go from zero momentum, zero action into action and then making that into habit. As you said, Wendy, that's, that is the biggest thing, but how do you keep motivated through the results that you're trying to realize? So when we talk about programming, we start to have to foresee into the future. Okay. This was what I'm capable of now. What am I, what should I be capable of in a month from now? So what do I need to do to accommodate that new strength, that new endurance, uh, that new, skill that I might have a month from now and be able to capitalize off of that to propel me to the next month. Right. So when we're talking about, you know, getting primed for, for fitness progress, that's what we're talking about. We're just talking about program design and thinking, okay, here's the plan. Let's execute the plan and then change when we need to change. And I think too, it's important to really 
think about this, the way that the body works, and this isn't just because we said so, is, you know, you want to change the amount of demand or, or the, the type of things that you're doing approximately every four to six weeks, because your body starts to adapt to that thing that you're doing. And so if you're swimming, you're going to notice maybe in the beginning, if you're not a strong swimmer and you haven't swam in years and you start to swim, you're huffing and puffing and just going down one lane and then trying to come back. You're like, oh my goodness, like you feel like you're, you're winded and, you know, and it's because your body's not used to that. You're, you're doing something completely different. However, if you started swimming every single day in, you know, two months, it becomes very easy for you to be doing different strokes and you can go um, back and forth a lot, a lot longer without having to take those breaks because your body is starting to get accustomed to what it is that you're doing. And so if you take that scenario and put it into the gym or you do it with any type of cardio and you do something different every four to six weeks, that beginning is going to be really, really challenging, meaning that you're going to burn more calories. You're going to really, you know, put yourself, um, have to exert yourself harder than you're used to. So you don't end up hitting a plateau. You start to see yourself get a little bit, you know, like you're, you're moving the needle again. And so that's one of the things we want to talk about is switch up your routine, but then think about what is it that you're doing and how can you make it different, even though you still have a specific goal. Right. And so when we when we talk about programming and, and creating the path or or looking down the road of, OK, well, here's where we are today. Here's where we're going to be there, you know, at a mile. And here's where we're going to be in two miles. Um, exercise programming is it's the same thing because, you know, we have to consider who you are now. And, and like I've said before, it's like your body today is a summation of everything your body has been through from birth until now. So when it comes to exercise and, and, and looking at what you're able to do safely, you know, all the tightness, all the weakness that you have, you have to accommodate for that first to ensure that, okay, structurally, are we sound to do what we need to do today? So as we talk about programming, you know, Wendy, you and I talk about stability, strength, and power. You can't have power without good level of strength and you can't have a good level of strength without stability. So, we have to ensure that today, at least for the next four weeks, we're working on making sure that structurally we have the integrity we need to perform the work that needs to be done to realize our goals, whether it's performance, fat loss, strength, you know, muscle gain, all of that good stuff. So as we're here on Random Fit with both Wendy Batts and I, Ken Miller, we are talking about getting primed for fitness progress. So Wendy, I'd like to hear about when you when you first get someone started and and you start talking about what they're going to do the next few weeks, what's what what do you bring up in the conversation? Well, you know, and I, I think it's hard for people to to understand when I say this. I one hundred percent mean this. I I tell everyone the same thing. I want to see you are in like you are a specific individual, and what I'm doing over here, I probably can't do with another person because you may have different imbalances and different goals. And so I think to your point, you know, doing an assessment, seeing how the body moves, seeing if there's any kind of, you know, asymmetries or, you know, dysfunction maybe in a movement pattern, we, we want to correct those things first. So therefore we can execute it. But I always tell people, you know, if you're feeling some discomfort in your lower back, then obviously there's certain muscles that are too tight and other muscles that need to be strengthened. Or, you know, if you notice that you've got rounded shoulders or a forward head, we really need to correct your posture. So therefore, you know, that you you look you look better 
first and foremost, but then you're also going to move better without putting excess stress on joints, um, you know, that, that you might not have thought of. And, and then at that point to your, what you were saying, I want to build a strong foundation and, you know, and I, I actually show different examples and, you know, have people stand with their abs drawn in, you know, with their glutes squeezed with really good posture and holding what we call the five kinetic chain checkpoints and then put an arm out and just straight out. And then I tell them to, to, to push down or have the mom push down if it's a kid or, or I'll have them do it to me. And they're going to see that I'm a lot stronger when I'm lined up. And then, you know, and that's what I say. That's our ultimate goal. But just as I said earlier, every four to six weeks, our body is going to adapt to a specific type of training. And so I'm going to reassess them to make sure that any kind of dysfunction has been cleaned up, if you will. And then I want to start building, you know, building strength and getting them to, you know, become stronger and moving faster. Because then when I want to get them to a high level performance, especially if it's an, a, um, an elite athlete, I know structurally their body can handle that. And then um, the, the brain and the muscles and the skeletal system, everything is working together optimally. So we're going to have a better outcome and they're in the, the amount of uh, power output they're going to be able to have to where they are the day that they walk in is going to be completely different. Right. And, and again, that all takes strong consideration and, and planning and um, getting past that though. I mean, we could talk about corrective exercise and stability training specifically for hours as we do in workshops, right? Wendy? But yeah. here we need to now look at, okay, well, how are we going to progress you? How are we going to, make the changes. And I think one of the things that, you know, when it comes to program design, as you, as you mentioned, Wendy, uh, we need to look at time under tension. How many reps are you doing? How intense uh, the speed and, and the rest that you do? All that goes into, okay, well, what are we trying to achieve? Well, being stable and being um, coordinated, that's a certain set of combinations of uh, intensity, time, and rest, and and um, exercise selection, and and strength is the same way. But one thing that doesn't really go into the conversation when it comes into programming is exercise selection and equipment selection. And I think when we talk about why people get stagnant or why people don't see progress is because they're using the same equipment, right? They mm -hmm. use the same equipment, or if they if they're in a health club, they tend to migrate towards the same general area. So if you have a selectorized equipment, when I say selectorized equipment, what I am talking about is when you have a machine that's a seated chest press or a machine that's a seated row or a leg press, right? They'll, they'll stay in the same area. And with that, they'll do the same movement patterns. And, and that alone is going to lead you down that road of stagnation and, and, and plateau. So I mean, and if that's if that's what your gym membership, if you have a gym membership, if that's what that offers you, then I say, hey, what else does the gym have to offer? Are there is there a free weight area? Is there a dumbbell area? Is there a cable machine that you can try to um, use to that mimics movements that you've been doing on in the selectorized equipment area? So if I'm doing a seated chest press and that's my routine every Monday and Thursday. Well, what if we went into the free weight area and did comparable motions, but now with a different modality? And that is enough to make change because of the demand of stability. Again, if this machine, the seated chest press, is only going to take me from here 
to here and what I'm doing here for those of you that are listening is I'm mimicking my hands close to my chest and I'm extending my arms and I'm pushing away. The path is set. There is no demand on your stabilizers to, to have this bar move from here to there because it's pivoting off of uh, a center point, right? So there is no stability band uh, compared to if I were to do a dumbbell press, now my shoulders, my core, my trunk, my wrist, my elbow has to, to cooperate for me to be able to push from me laying on my back from my from my chest all the way up with an extended arm. And the stability demands change from one position from start to end, from one position to the next. And oftentimes you can have the same motions, pushing, pulling, pressing, squatting, lunging, for example, but you change the modality, oftentimes that's enough to keep the body changing. Mm-hmm. It was funny because in my head, I have this Michael Jackson song, you know, man in the mirror, I'm going to make a change. I've literally got that that song in my head right now. So just completely off topic, but just wanted you guys to know. You want to put on one glove? That, okay. I know, right? Um, okay. that's, where, that's where I went for a short moment, even though I was listening to you. And those of you guys just joining in on Random Fit with myself, Wendy Batts, and Ken Miller today, we're talking about getting primed um, for fitness progress because we, we've we heard so many people talk about hitting plateaus. And, you know, one thing that I told my friends, again, I'm not training them, but I have talked to them about some stuff they can do at home. And of course, we've talked about foam rolling and using percussion devices and vibration tools and different stretches that they should do before they go out and go for a run or play tennis or whatever. But, you know, when you're talking about this stuff at the gym, Ken, I think it's important too to when you're trying to have clients or even friends make a plan. And like you said, do something different. I challenged my girlfriends that were going um, to do something that they weren't used to doing. And so they were going to go three times a week. They've made this this plan to to meet up and they were going to do this on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. And so I told them do total body. But on Mondays, they had to do body weight only exercises. But they also had to do things at a very slow tempo. And so, for example, for chest, they were to do a push up and go down for four seconds, hold for two and then push up. Um, you know, uh, if they were going to do, let's say, you know, lunges, then they would do a lunge and I would show them so that they, no weights whatsoever, just controlling what they had, doing planks, doing bridges, doing things that was really more stabilization, but also to make, to ensure that they could handle their body weight. And then on like Wednesdays, they could go to the machines because they were all machine, you know, girls, that's what they knew how to use. They felt comfortable using it and made them sore when they started, but then again, you know, they were putting too much weight on and they were arching their back and they were starting to feel things that didn't feel right because they were trying to increase their load versus really, you know, think about doing something different. And then on Fridays, everything that they did was with dumbbells and stability balls. And so, like you said, you know, like they could still have their machines that they wanted to do, but on two opposite days, I challenged them differently. And, you know, if they didn't want to do dumbbells and they wanted to use a bar, then the next week, instead of doing dumbbells, they used a bar or, you know, and then they were like, they came back and reported and said, hey, they felt great. They were super sore, even on the body weight days, because they weren't used to doing that. But they also started to, to see changes again, which they hadn't been able to see. And so it's not really rocket science, but it's okay. What are you committing to at the gym? What are you doing now? Well, then stop doing that. Try to think about, okay, if you want to do, you know, the leg press, well, you're really focusing more on quads. 
So why don't we do quads and glutes at the same time? Do lunges, right. do squats, do things. And it doesn't have to be heavy. Just slow it down and see if you, you start to notice something different. Right. There's only one way to find Jamie. out, but to do it, right? Just to try it out and see how you, just like they just did. Just do it. That sounds some, like, I'm telling you, between our songs and our slogans, yeah. we got it today. Like we should put that on a banner somewhere. Uh, <laughs> But I, and and you brought up swimming earlier, and you know one of the things that we can look at. I mean, if you if you're more cardio based or you you look, let's take swimming for example. Um, you know what am I supposed to do? Try and swim faster? Um, you know I'm trying to swim fast every time I'm in there. So you know the one thing that I that I I, I look at when it comes to running or swimming, something that the modalities there, right? Running, you have shoes, and then you have the street. Swimming, you have a pool, and you have a lane. Well, swimming, you have different strokes. So you can do backstroke, uh, butterfly, and you have your freestyle, and you have your breaststroke. So if you were to, and those aren't necessarily in I am order, but <laughs> you know, you just take a, a, a different stroke, and that's what you might want to work on. And again, you can do sprints. You can do it for long duration. You can do it for time. So if you're if you're in the pool, if the modality is set, like if you're a swimmer, you can change how you use that modality, um, just like what you mentioned. Or even if you're if you're a runner, if if you're outside and you're running on the street, maybe you're doing short sprints. If you can find a, a hill somewhere doing hill sprints or even off road work. So some trail running, um, you know, so running is running, people would say. But um if you're a runner you'd say no not really because you can change okay is this a long run is this a short run is this am i doing sprints today if i'm doing a hill run if i'm am i doing a trail run so if you love running you just absolutely love being outside yeah just find different avenues of running right so for those of you that are more outdoor conditioning based then that's some ideas for you on how to keep your progress coming versus doing the same thing over and over and over again. And now you have overuse injuries because the same elevation, the same level, the same distance, the same, uh, the same time, the same pace, that in and of itself is going to lead you down that road of, of hitting a plateau. Mm -hmm. And today on Random Fit, myself, Wendy Batts and Ken Miller are talking about really, you know, ways of getting yourself primed so you don't end up hitting, you know, any kind of plateau. So you're getting yourself primed for fitness progress. And I think it's important, you know, we've talked a lot about changing up your routine every four to six weeks. We talked about, you know, doing different things in the gym, if you're doing the same type of cardio. But Ken, I think it's also important to say, well, how do you know if you really hit the plateau? I mean, because some people, they go in, they do the same thing, they feel great, they're a little sweaty when they leave, and they don't think about it you know, any other time than that. But, you know, for those of you guys that are wondering if you're kind of on that ledge, like, should I switch things up? You know, I, I don't really know. I mean, some of the prime things to look for or important things to look for when you, when you think you might be there is number one, are you getting bored? If you're starting to get bored with your routine, you know, I even change up my music, my playlist. And so, you know, because again, I think that's, I already start predicting what the next song is. And I already start thinking, okay, this is a higher tempo. And so, you know, change up your music, change up your routine, you know, if you maybe increase your weights, if you've been doing the same weights, try a little bit more small increments. When I say a little bit, I'm talking, you know, two pounds, if you can, or five pounds, depending on what it is that you're, you know, able to do, or just one plate up if you are using a machine. 
But also too, if you haven't seen a change and you really honestly believe that you're working hard, you have to look in the mirror and look at your diet. You need to look at your recovery because those are two really important factors that really are going to make you successful in your fitness journey. You can work out all day, but if you go home and you eat crappy and you eat a lot of calories and it's not healthy foods, it's going to make you feel very sluggish. And then on top of that, if you don't get a good night's rest, you're also going to wake up sluggish and you're not able to give that 110% when you're actually at the gym. When, you know, when those are two factors that you're just going to have to step back and look to see how you can change. And uh, you, you brought up a great point. I mean, we've talked about recovery before, but, you know, <laughs> just a few times. <laughs> just a couple, I mean, it always comes up, you know, you, well, I mean, you can't talk about one without the other. You can't talk about putting stress into the body without talking about how you're going to get stress out of the body. So um, if you if you haven't and a lot of people don't. So, again, I, I had a consultation the other day. He was talking about I do this, this and this. So guess what? The last thing I was worried about was the intensity of the workout. But the one thing I was worried about was, OK, well, what are you doing to offset all that pushing, pulling, squatting, lunging and pressing that you're doing? Because that's going to create, you know, muscle imbalances and then inefficiencies and overuse and all that. But what, what was the what was the um, uh, the actions taken towards getting better for the next workout? They were just thinking about that workout forget about the next workout. I just want this to be intense. Well, how are you preparing the body for the next workout? If you're not looking at how are you going to recover? What kind of self myofascial techniques are you going to use? Did you plan your sleep? All those things get the body and the mind right for the next bout of, of, of stress, which is your workout. So you can't, you can't talk about exercise without, without talking about recovery, whether it's okay. If you're taking a day off, you're taking a day off muscles will appreciate that either way, but are you looking at muscle balance? Are you looking at flexibility? Are you looking at, you know, relieving stress mentally, um, you know, and maybe performing other things. And, and, you know, when we talk about yoga and Pilates and, and moving the body differently and putting it through different types of stress, uh, mm -hmm. not just from a exercise standpoint, but also from a, okay, how do I, how do I feel good about myself and what I've accomplished? And, you know, a little bit of gratitude, uh, you know, to go along with with what you're doing for, you know, getting the body to be the best it can be for the next session. And I think, too, it's important to say that it can be just little changes. You know, we've yeah. talked in, in previous you know, podcast, Ken, about, oh, you know, you look at someone like LeBron that's getting 14 hours of sleep. Well, I don't have that time to give like I'm lucky. <laughs> You know, when people are saying you should get seven to eight hours of sleep and then, you know, you know, and, and that's really good sleep. I don't always get that either, even though my intentions are there. And so, you know, we understand that life sets in and it's more of, you know, you've got to understand in order to make progressions in life, in your workout and everything that you're doing, you have to take care of yourself. Your body's the temple. What are you fueling it with? How are you sleeping? And then switching it up. And, and I think that's my final kind of takeaway when we're really talking about getting primed for fitness progress on Random Fit with Wendy Batts and Ken Miller. My main points are, is if you notice that you're doing the same things, you could be increasing your chances of injury because when you keep doing the same thing, that repetitive stress on those joints is really hard. So thinking about doing, like you said, maybe pushing and pulling, utilizing different pieces of equipment, changing up cardio. I mean, that's my biggest takeaway. And then also being good to yourself, trying to get more sleep, trying to become mindful within you know 
your intentions of whatever it is that you're doing. But, you know, when we're talking about fitness specifically, you know, it's important to get yourself analyzed to make sure, you, you know, like you said, take, do home programs, foam roll while you watch television, you know, do do whatever it is that you need to do. But when you're in the gym, do something different. Yeah. And I think um, what a lot of people need to realize, it doesn't take that much. Right. As you mentioned, Wendy, two and a half pounds, five pounds heavier. Right. Do a few more, a few less reps. If you go two and a half pounds, five pounds less, you know, do a few more reps. So it doesn't take all that much. If, if, if your gym offers only a limited amount of options when it comes to resistance training, go on one end, go on the opposite end of the stack, you know, mm -hmm. go heavier, do less, go lighter, do more, change that up. And it, so in the end, it doesn't take all that much. You just need to think about, okay, where am I today? Where do I want to be a month from now? Where do I want to be two months from now to, you know, to think about your overall goal. So think longer term when it comes to creating programs for yourself and, you know, in order to avoid plateaus or if you're in a plateau, take these same considerations and, you know, that'll get you out of it and, you know, into the next phase or even one step closer to where you want to be in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And, and I mean, I said my last takeaway, I do want to say this too, when you think about even the title of this, when we're saying getting primed, you know, like you have to get yourself ready for your workout too, in order to really execute um, on the maximal way that your body is allowing you to do for that day. And so having a really good proper warm up, you know, making sure that you're stretching the right muscles that need to be stretched, doing some dynamic, you know, um, flexibility exercises, getting your core activated, you know, really just engaging your glutes, making sure everything's firing appropriately. So when you do go into the resistance part, then your body's it's, it's primed and ready. And so especially when you start to make these changes, because you don't want to start lifting heavier if you aren't really warmed up the right way. And so, you know, we've talked on multiple podcasts, Ken, you and I have talked about, you know, proper ways of doing flexibility and core and balance. And and so if you didn't get a chance to listen to any of those, I, you know, it's it's one of those things where we'll tell you to go back look up the titles and i'm telling you i think you're going to get some valuable information and it's all really going to start to make sense because that is an extended warm-up to help prepare you for a way to make changes in the resistance portion of your programming yep i mean your your body will only do what you prepare it to do and that's that's the big thing about warm-up so thanks for that last point wendy that's that's a really good one surprised we didn't uh well, you know hit i'm here for that. you <laughs> Um, so awesome, Wendy. Um, I think I think uh, this is what I'm going to send my clients when they want to talk about programming and say, hey, listen to the podcast and then we'll then we'll talk about Then we'll see if you have any questions after that. So, hey, Wendy, great time. Always have a good time with you sharing, you know, your information and, and your experiences when it comes to any of these topics that we talk about on Random Fit. So, um, I can't wait for the next episode, but, yeah, uh, for good. those of you, yeah, for those of you here that have, uh, appreciated this information on this episode of random fit, thank you for being with us, uh, on this episode. But if you like what you have to hear, please reach out to us. Let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about, but until then like, follow, subscribe, download, share, comment, let us know what we can do to give you content that you really want to hear about. So until next time, on behalf of Wendy Batts and I, Ken Miller here on Random Fit, take care and be well.
You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. 